Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, man. How's hey. it going? <laughs> uh, it's going well. It's going well. I didn't expect you to pull me out today. I've just been busy working. Yeah, no, I, I pulled you out of the old uh, the old cartridge. Decided yeah. we'd uh, decided I'd, I'd catch up. You know, it's been a little while. I've been on Picto Chat lately more more so, but I I pulled pulled you out. Yeah, of the old, I saw old... that. What what was that weird thing you drew? You drew like was that like a? It looked like almost a vagina, but like you didn't really know what they looked like, so you just kind of made it up as you went. Oh, yeah. No, that wasn't. No, that was like you know, like trees. How they have like a knot in them that was no i don't think that's what that was because i know what trees look like and that wasn't what trees look like it's cool man i did it too you know picto chat you're you're kind of discovering yourself you know you draw a penis and you know it's exciting and and then that's confusing in its own right yeah exactly yeah it was a tree though it was not in a tree it wasn't because i know what vaginas look like like really i i know exactly no no i've seen them yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Absolutely. A- anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm just doing some uh, animating here. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's uh, the next animation. Oh, yeah. It should be out uh, this week. Very uh-huh. excited. It's been a, It's actually been a long time coming. I filmed everything for this like two months ago and just been slowly and surely working on. Oh, yeah yeah are we allowed to know uh, what it's about i guess you can't tell us what it's about right well i I, it'll probably be out before this uh this broadcast oh okay all right i I probably can tell you and it's it's just kind of another sci-fi one it's like a prequel about the galactic emperor and the alien okay sick Yeah, yeah okay dope i'm so excited like the little green alien guy. I love that. When you like pitch your voice up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, love that. I'm 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 trying my best to get it done today. So uh you know, I I jump into the DS when I really need to like get that processing power and really yeah. You know, start chugging away at something. It's essential. It's part of the I whole mean, the process. DS, what people don't talk about enough is the DS was an extremely powerful machine. Extremely. I I think oh. it had a GeForce 1080 in there or something. So yeah, and like you know, it needed a it needed a lot of extra processing power to deal with DS download. That was a huge deal at the time. Yeah, remember the Wii? How you just couldn't fucking get on the online store. <laughs> yes, dude, of course. <laughs> like, like you're trying to buy something and, or download something, and they got that animation of Mario running, hitting the blocks, and it yeah. just never, it never fucking ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I literally gave up. I, didn't, I thought I was the only one. Like, I was like, I guess my Wii just doesn't have online. Like, I never played online. It was so bad. It was hilarious. Uh, like, I remember waiting for hours for like I don't even know. It was, like, <laughs> it was probably just like Pokemon Snap or something, you know, just trying to download a an old N sixty four game. Yeah, it such it was such a hassle. Yeah, man. I I literally I don't even remember using the shop because I think I just tried it a handful of times and then I just was like I guess it doesn't work like it's just not a thing on the it says it's a thing and then it's not <laughs> <laughs> I would just make me's all the time that's what I would do 
Well, that was the more fun thing anyways. Yeah. You have a meme page now, right? Good long P. I wanted to talk to you about that. I'm off Instagram yeah. right now, but I, I, I saw Let, it before. Let's I talk left. about it. Well, one second. I got to switch my uh, battery here. Mm-hmm. Camera died, you son of a bitch. Right at the top. I, I, mean, huh? I mean, I mean, wait, the DS died, dude. T get Charge it, man. Oh, gotta... right. Oh, fuck. Okay, Shit, one sec. Dude. Let me get the charger. You... Dude, plug me in, dude. I gotta get back online. All right, hold on a second. Come Damn on, it. dude. That was my dude, fault. Dude, I didn't I... save. I didn't save Photoshop, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Dude, I'm gonna... Ah, uh, dude, I'm gonna fucking kill you, dude. Dude, this was fucking my bad. I'm sorry, bro. Are you there? I think I can hear yeah. you. Uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, there you are. Oh, sweet. Oh, my God. That's, uh, thank you for getting me plugged in, man. Oh, it took a second, like... but I think it just needed to power up again. So, your meme page, Good Long P, with Alex Martin and Trent Lankarski. Tell me about that. <laughs> so, Alex, Trent, and I have had a group chat going for like two months now yeah. where we would share memes and stuff. And, you know, we, we, we'd just crack up and we're like, Hey, it's about time we make some memes. You know, we, we did like this one meme meltdown thing that we have going where, you know, we take one meme and just like, like have yeah. it absolutely like it fold in on itself. You just keep editing it and editing <laughs> right. it till. And uh, we did one of those and then shared it with some random meme page and uh, they liked it and shared it. And we're like, wait, we should just make our own meme page. And then we, that's what we did. Oh, so, dope. Um, what was the meme page you sent it to? Would I know it? I think they're called, like, Communist Suck or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. I fucking love I miss Instagram for the memes. That's what I miss. But other than that. Yeah. Instagram's good for memes. But, yeah. It, it, yeah, what do you think about this new whistleblower thing with Facebook and, like, this new info coming out with Instagram harming young women? Or just people's mental health in general i mean i have my own account of it i definitely i'm i'm not i don't have a healthy relationship with social media really these days i mean truth be told i actually don't know what you're referring to i think i'm oh. i think i'm too, too disconnected it, wait, no not too disconnected i'm disconnected which is nice <laughs> yeah no that's good yeah that's that's kind of part of it that's kind of what i'm trying to be now I really haven't been following much as far as news goes or anything like that. Well, so. you have you have been in my like DS pouch for how long now? Like yeah. a couple months. Well, yeah, but it's nice in here, you know. It's cozy. Yeah. Uh, I saw Super Mario the other day. He's okay. doing good. Okay. Sweet. And yeah. Funny enough, if you meet him in real life, he's always been voiced by Chris Pratt. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's not a new thing. It's People are all up in arms over it, but that's just how he always was. People just remembered it wrong. Right. It's always it was always Chris Pratt. What about Donkey Kong? Is he <laughs> Seth is Seth Rogen still Donkey Kong? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What What's it like when, when you're when you're not? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um. Um. You can't. You know, uh, can you see this? Do you like what I'm drawing? It's uh. Yeah. Space, outer space. That's great. So you do all the backdrops and stuff too, right, in your animations? I do it all. Do it all. Which is uh, something I'm proud of, but it also is what leads to them taking so much damn time. Right. So it, I it's, mean, it's a, 
it's a toss-up. I'm here for it. I like doing it. Yeah, good. Yeah, it seems like you do. You like putting in all, like a ton of yeah. hours in, into the animations. It doesn't seem like it bothers you much. No, no, no. Well, it's, it's cool. That. I mean, you're you're also like a visual artist, so like you, in a way, it's like you have this filmmaking ability, but also the visual art, which I find it tends to be kind of the thing with people who have success is like they need a mashup of different talents. Like, would you say that you've always kind of used your visual art to help your creativity, like in terms of filmmaking? It's funny because I, I went to like a very normal run of the mill public school in yeah. Belchertown, Belchertown High School. And they, uh, they were, uh, very limited in what they offered as, as far as arts. You had like art class and music class, you know, that's all you really had. So, yeah. so, um, you know, I did like honors art for like four years and, you know, it's just like, I like creating stuff and that's just what I had, you know, I, they didn't really offer much beyond like, uh, you know, the, uh, you get the art class, you get the, you know, you paint, you do, uh, you do a uh, sculpture, do a clay uh, rather, you I know, see. so, so it was kind of a product of just like, there was no film class or anything in my school. It was very, uh, it was very much, you get what you get, you know, and, uh, I, 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 I say it, I say it in a way that sounds like I didn't enjoy it. I did. I, I liked like th those but, classes. I really But did you kind of made it, you made use of your own time outside of school mainly to, to get better at this stuff is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. I'd say as far as filmmaking goes, yeah, I definitely, uh, honed a lot of that, uh, yeah. on my, on my own time. That, nice. Uh, I, I just saw I just saw Monster in the Woods, or what is it that? called? It's your first movie. Oh, the first thing on the channel, El yeah. Monstroyo. That yeah. was a Spanish project for my friend John and I think Aida. I I think it was uh -huh. both their projects. That that was kind of the thing. That was my big excuse to make shit back in the day. Is when like yeah, people people would have like a you know projects assigned like that i'd be the guy they go to to be like hey you want to help me make this and i it right. would just be a blast you know and like you'd be like yeah for absolutely what, what yeah. kind of camera were you using were you just like picking up a camcorder uh, sitting sitting around the house or something i just had a like sony point and shoot like photo camera and oh, i would okay. just do the video mode and it's funny I, I until college i really didn't like research or like have any inclination inclination to like look into like more like uh you know sophisticated ways to capture you know like i yeah. i had i had no logic of like oh i should get a good microphone or hey maybe if i get right. like a dslr i could like you know play with the focus and stuff and yeah it just didn't interest me like i you know at, for the time being i was i just had fun and you know people were still like so easily impressed like i did this big i think it's on the channel too i did this big breaking mm -hmm. bad parody for my english class yeah and, um, we just went really overboard and you know <laughs> compared to my modern skills it's like totally yeah. just like amateur and in a, in a fun way i think but um yeah people were blown away and that's what i loved i love that reaction like yeah going oh going overboard on a school project so then like everyone's like holy shit man that's you know so nostalgic right like where you yeah, kinda, yeah. you're going in you're like you see a couple that they do before you and it's just people having fun you know not really invested and then you're like 
mine's gonna slap like mine's gonna explode yeah yeah these other ones even though it's like english like at 2 45 p.m yeah <laughs> yeah or or even better like 9 a.m yeah like yeah exactly yeah. like fucking 9 a.m and you're sitting there all psyched no those are the days yeah, that was yeah. that was fun i totally know what you mean like don't you think having a kind of a basic camera at the beginning was like um like maybe maybe put like limiting in the way where it helped you kind of just learn how to be a filmmaker from the grassroots approach like not needing to deal with focus and all that stuff just learning your shots i, I think absolutely i think it it allowed me to really hold on to just the utter joy of it you know yeah because you know i i'm not I, i'm still not a gear guy i just think i've gotten good with gear because i've made so much you know i'm still not yeah. somebody who obsesses over it or anything but i think what like really focusing on that side of filmmaking did for me is it it allowed me to just like never lose that home movie energy and then mm -hmm. when i did get to college and i was like surrounded by all these new ideas like bigger gear like oh you gotta cast you gotta write you gotta do this you gotta do that like fucking like having all like 18 years like not 18 years like like from the age of eight i was and onwards i was making so like a decade of just making stuff so loosely yeah. it allowed me to to have this frame of reference and comparison where i'm like wait i was having the best time ever making shit like that how do i take this technical stuff and marry it with that like right so it, free form it exactly so like the actual yeah. art came first and then you were offered the tools to like ameliorate it like to get better yeah. right yeah 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 that makes a lot Absolutely. of sense it's a good tip for for younger people i'd imagine you know it's like don't worry i i've i don't know if you know this i've i've run into so many people especially back in the day like when i was younger who would who were all about the tech and they weren't <laughs> thinking about the work you know what i mean they'd be like yeah, like you know, oh, and they yeah. pull out like a fucking steady cam when we were shooting something that did not require one at all, and then you know, but then oh, their yeah, that... then their f stop was totally off or something, or like you know, I'd st I don't that... know cameras either still, but shit, would that's just, just look bad. What you're describing is just the totality of film school. You know, it's just it's just totally uh, fucking uh, obsessed with like gear and presentation. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was so disappointed in, in hindsight, when I was in film school, I'm like, this is a good enough time. I'm somebody who's going to make shit anyway. So like yeah. all film school has provided me is like, you know, a place to like, f like feel like I'm supposed to be making shit rather than feeling like it was like, you know, extraneous or, you know, but, yeah. but I was so disappointed because looking back, I'm like, you see all these movies, like, I don't know, Dead Poets Society, I think, is like a high school, even though they all look like 30. But, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. you, see these, you see these movies with classrooms where, like, people are, like, invigorated and they're, like, trying to figure out the next thing, you know? They're trying to... Because, like, if we had any moment in film school of actually sitting and talking, like, okay, what's filmmaking nowadays? You know, what are we, like, hoping to accomplish? Right. We would have, like, drawn the conclusion of, like, make shit on YouTube, release yeah, it yourself. Yeah. We would have, but we never even approximated close to those ideas because, like, we were so caught up in just, like, the the the, the formulas, the, uh, yeah, the and existing like the structures. The, pre the process, like, you, you and I have had um, 
discussions about this and some disagreements about it um, in the past about like the the industry versus versus YouTube, which I did want to get into as well. But I wanted to ask, like, was there a point? Was there a specific point where you decided, like, fuck this, this isn't the right. This is like what I've been taught is all bullshit. I need to just do my own thing and follow my own instincts. Um, can I, I, I don't know if I could point to a specific point. I think film school was this process where, you know, yeah. going into film school, I was totally minded like, okay, I, one day I want to make my fucking Hollywood movie. You know, one day I yeah. want to make my, not even like Hollywood, like blockbuster, like one day I want to make my fucking, you know, like A24 movie sure. or whatever. And, yeah. and like, that was where I was going in. And it just slowly crumbled because by the end of it, I hate, 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 hate more than anything in the world being on a typical set. Like, I can't do it anymore. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree I, with I you on that. Yeah. I cannot be on a set where there's 20 people and they're each relegated doing one stupid task. And, <laughs> and like, only two people on the, like, whole thing are actually passionate about the thing. And even then, their passion is relegated to, like, like, uh, okay, this is going to be my stepping stone to make my feature. You know, they're like, this yes. short is going to buy, you know, they're only yeah, passionate as far as... Yeah, you can tell they're there as... for, like, experience, and they're going to go and do something after. Is yeah. that what you mean? Like, they're kind of just... Like, like, like they're, they're making a short to make a feature. They're making a yeah, short to yeah. make a web series. They're right. making a short to get funding for the actual short they want to make. You know, yes, there's it's always energy... like there's some other thing they're shooting for. Yeah, no, yeah. Th there's there's no satisfaction in uh, you know, just the uh, the act itself. You know, it it's it's so industry minded that you're 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 losing any of the art before you even begun. You know. Yeah, I I hear you. I I do have to say though, there's there've been some times where I'll put together like a uh, like a in my bigger pursuits like little pilots and stuff, which is I'm totally guilty of what you're saying. Like I've done that same thing, and you know. I wouldn't say for people out there that I would agree that it's necessarily a bad idea, but just to be cautious that it's not necessarily just going to win you like a deal or, you know, and I think what you're saying also is like, don't let that cloud over what the point is, which is to make something good and have fun doing it. And it's yeah. like, if, if I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's my, that's how I'm taking what you're saying at least. But I was going to say like, Sometimes I do find when I put together, it's not a big, big set. Like, I know what you mean with, like, if you were working on, like, fucking Aquaman or some bullshit, obvious, like, meat grinder movie or set that's just, like, lighting guy and then effects guy or whatever over there with the smoke. Or, you know, I've been on sets like that, and it's, like, a fucking slog. But, but I've had my yeah. own, like, mini sets of probably, like, 10, 15 peoples, you know, and... If, if you're having fun with it and if you try and really think about the product itself and planning to put it out there, it does it does sometimes rub off on people and you find that, you know, everybody's like in on it and wants to do their best work, even if they're just the guy with the clipboard, like checking in the the guests that you have on like the talk show segment or whatever the hell it would be. Um, I do find that sometimes fun. Have you ever had, um, have you ever put together a, a set like that or done I know you do your features on, on YouTube and they're primarily on your own, but have you done that before where you get a big group together I, yourself? I, I've i been a part of really big sets, like 
I've been a part, I've been a PA on like stuff totally detached from myself. And then throughout film school, I was like on set for like friend stuff. I was like a cinematographer for one friend. And, yeah. And, you know, for my own stuff, I had the revelation pretty early on. And I think this is where sets go wrong. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, with the technology that's available, the technical stuff can be handled by two people. You know, I've yeah. had big sets. I did like a short, I think it's only on my Vimeo because it's like filled with copywritten music. But um, I did this right. short about a middle school dance where I like got like 26 kid actors together. And it wow. was just like, yeah. you know, all their parents were waiting in the wings and it was just huge. And That's I had, hard to do. That is very hard to do to get a lot of yeah. people in a group together like that. And for that, I literally had three crew members. You know, I was oh, just... Okay camera like boom operator and like somebody to help me out you know somebody just like to and i i just don't get it i like i get what you're saying it can be fun getting together creating together is fun but if you're gonna get all these people together like get them involved in a more meaningful way than like you know being somebody you give orders to you know get them involved in a more meaningful way than you do this you do that uh, yeah. to help my vision, you know, create something together. And that's what I was saying film school should have been. It should have been this place where we actually created together. We should, okay. we should yeah, have like, like, cause yes, I, there, I had a blast filming that middle school dance and, but I think it was a blast cause I didn't blow up the crew. You know, I didn't make it too big and it, like it, it yeah. had a lot of scenes, but it, the whole thing was shot in six hours which was a lot for all the scenes, which was, mm-hmm. I mean, short for all the scenes when like... Yeah, that does seem short. Because we were just plowing through. We weren't trying to make it perfect. We weren't lighting every shot to perfection. It was just like, this is a school project. This is like my final for the semester. Let's just have fun. And, and yeah, I, I, I think people put the technical over the the process so many times, you know. That, yeah, that, I, I definitely that, agree with that. I, I think you're right. I think people have this weird misconception that it's like, well, if the movie looks good, it's worth all the fucking uh, annoyance and people like fuck wasting people's time. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, at the end of the day, the best movie you can make is the one that you had a good time making. And maybe it's yeah. like, maybe it's like 50% as good, at, like technically as like the one that took six times longer is, you know, maybe it's not all there. But, like, mm-hmm. you're not going to regret it. You're going to go into the next film excited because it's like, I had a blast making the last film. It's yeah, not exa- this, exactly. Like, yeah, I like, totally know what you mean. Because there's so many people who fucking, like, the, 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 the their entire, like, thing is, like, they want to make movies. Then I ask them, I'm like, what's your favorite part of the process? And they don't have an answer. They're like... Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, right. It's like, they're like, it kind of, it kind of sucked. Like. Yeah, they're, they're like the whole thing kind of sucked. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? I love, I'm like, I love shooting. I love editing. I love fucking like acting. I love all this shit. And the, the, they're just, they're just like, uh, I like, uh, yeah. uh like maybe it's gonna make me famous or something. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I like, you know, and then they're all psyched about the the festival mode, dude. And I used to watch like you'd see people like put a poster up or I, I've, I've been a judge at a tiny film festival before and we would see the submissions and they would put together little sizzle reels or like trailers for it. And it would have like, they, they just like 
filled up the screen with laurels like you know because they got (laughs) they got into like who whatever who who knows like maybe 50 percent of them were just like tiny like small town festivals but that it was kind of something was like so sad about that i just saw like 50 laurels and then and then this movie was like okay it was kind of like wes anderson like people experimenting with wes anderson vibes or something but i was just like dude that shouldn't be the point like i definitely agree with you on that that's like i think what you're speaking to people liked my thing look how many people accepted my thing i I think the problem you're speaking to above all else is why like filmmaking has been forced to become this performative act you know yeah you have like why does our art form need posters why does it need trailers like these are Mm -hmm. tools of like these are tools marketing of salesmen, tools. you know, marketing yeah. tools. Like, mm-hmm. why, why, like, you don't see, like, people are like, yeah, oh, nice new painting. What are you going to do for the poster and the, uh, you know, they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, nice new fucking nice, like, even music, which has marketing elements, there's still this realm of music where it's just allowed to exist, you know, like a That's live true. concert, yeah. like a live concert or like just jamming with your friends or just like, you know, or just fucking like releasing like fucking music online and not really worrying about who sees it. Like filmmaking is like, if you're not doing the performative thing, it's either people straight up tell you you're not filmmaking. And I'm like, okay, is filmmaking limited to this commercial fucking minded like bullshit? Cause then yeah, like, you're making, you're making the medium extremely like limited and boring, you know? No, you're right. I, I, I remember I had an experience in university when I was finishing up, it was my final thesis project and it was with one of my best friends. We were making it, um, we were making this Gothic thriller, right. And we wanted to make it a feature or a mini feature, right. So it was going to be like 45 minutes yeah. and we i remember being so convinced that i was gonna that we as a team were gonna make like the next like david fincher like it would come out like a david fincher movie like we were trying to make basically replicate that style and you know we were were working on this thing for so long and like you said like i remember fond memories in the way that you sometimes look back on really tough times um as kind of like fun because you're like, man, I did it. Like I'm proud of myself, but genuinely like there's so many days I was like soaking wet at like six in the morning on, on like shooting in like a fucking pond in the middle of November. And we had to like get a fucking ambulance there because the talent was like shivering and we had to pay all, and it was like a really expensive production. <laughs> anyway, it was like this big deal. And then I remember like what you're saying it was like, we just were up in teams, right? Cause it was like a thesis project. And there was one of the girls who is, she did an amazing job. She was the production manager, but she was definitely just like, I'm just doing this because it's school. But she was yeah. invested. But then when she saw it, like when we screened the first cut, she was like, so like didn't hold back. She was just like, wait, that's it? And it ended and the credits were going. And I were like, yeah. She was like, oh, <laughs> what, what, what really, like what happened? And we were like, you've read the script. You know what happens. And she's like, okay well yeah i don't know okay or something like that and then she just like left the screen screening room and i was like oh my god i felt the same way like i didn't blame her i was like yeah it's not it's not what we thought it's not gonna be this crazy thing and it it literally took until the first draft where we all went "Ooh, this is just a student you know it wasn't bad but it was just not like about to blow up the festivals or whatever the next plan was 
And that yeah. literally that I remember being so discouraged by as much as I love all the people in that process. It was just like, I was just like, dude. And I, that's when Ben and I made happy, sad time, which was our first like comedy pilot. And we made it for way cheaper. And we just like, just whatever the fuck we just were laughing the whole time. And that was the point. And mm -hmm. it's so much more fun doing that. It's so much more fun, but it, it can definitely catch you in a catch, you know, in yeah. a little bit of a catch 22 and you're trying to sell it. And that's the point or be the next I, filmmaker, the movie, you know, that I think that's the problem. And it, like, like people don't allow themselves to just experiment and have fun and create something to be a thing, you know, and we, I'm a broken record because I was already saying this, but hmm. fucking people like don't let a film just be, you know, it's like that expectation you brought into that project. You're like, we're gonna, yeah. and like, if you pull back, you're like, God damn, we made something. And now we can make another thing using the skills, like using the fucking talent we have, you know, yeah. it's like, let's look at what we're capable of and make something in those limitations and just enjoy it, you know? But like, yeah. because of those expectations, you, you kind of ruin that film Dude, for yourself. Totally. You know? That's it. It's yeah. about the limitations and there's something, especially with comedy, it's so much easier for anybody listening. Who's like in a jam like this, like hearing this and it relates to them because it's like comedy is a lot easier to do cheap and just get, you know, and just do for fun. I mean, arguably i mean you as you joel is like a, a poster child for it like you've made drama really really well on a super tight budget like in your room like i watched island and obviously yeah. um i loved island and and um pretend that you love me and you made those just with you and a camera like and they're feature films so yeah i mean there are some exceptions and i think you're paving the way for that to be to come back around but yeah i think i think that's so true. Just like ha you have, there are limitations when you're younger, especially it's like, don't pretend that there aren't. And like for this movie I was talking about, like we had to get like an Ari, like we like rented out an Ari Amira, which is like the camera, like the film, like the big fucking industry level cinema camera. And we were like so excited. And we got all these crazy mics. We got lab mics and we had to have all these different like $60,000 like lenses and stuff to shoot like our our you know inevitably mediocre student script i was just like yeah anyway so it's like you look back and you're just like man why didn't we just fucking pick up a camcorder and shoot a full feature instead of a mini feature and really dive into the content itself yeah i i think this is kind of an offshoot of what you're saying but i think the biggest mistake people make nowadays is like wanting to look like a hollywood movie you know? yeah there, straight up there's, yeah. there's this weird like perception that like the ultimate goal of filmmaking is to make something that's polished and perfect and expensive you know right that that's what people think filmmaking's about it's like no you could have fucking like bad audio glitching you could have bad video yeah. you could have shit get out of focus it's like let yourself be freer in the form and like it's like uh, it's like what you guys did with haunted Wi-Fi, those fucking fisheye. Like it was, yeah. it's not it's not even like attached to the phone. It's like a loose fisheye, <laughs> and it's like yeah. moving all over the place. Like that's hilarious, and that's exciting and new, and it's improving the art. You know, it's making it better. It's like it's assisting the comedy of what you're trying to make, and it's just like 
it's like, why try to be perfect when there's all these new ideas still yet to be like gleaned, like from what we have around us? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was, I, I have it written down to ask you about, um, this kind of like trademark that naturally, I guess, probably just comes with, you know, what the equipment you're working with. You have a lot of hard lighting in your, in your films. I've noticed. I wanted to ask like where that comes from. Like you have these, this style. I don't know if you've heard this before from people, but I always like from the day I first saw one of your shorts, that's what it, that was kind of like the trademark of it is this kind of like hard light you're doing kind of a what's it called you know where part like you're using shadows and stuff a chiaroscuro whatever the fuck that word is anyway um Uh, tell me about that like what lights do you use and and was that kind of something natural or is that like a look that you go for based on something uh, you're inspired by i'm trying to picture exactly what it is you're talking about but i think what you're talking about funnily enough is kind of what emerges if you're just if you're just like adept at like not caring about that stuff you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like because <laughs> right, like, right. like, like, what you're seeing is like the the only light i ever used is a shitty old photo light with cardboard okay. taped around it to make it a spotlight and right. i use that, that that is probably what i'm talking about i i imagined it was it's kind of spotlighty sometimes but i actually really yeah. like it i use that for a lot of the like re- rear projection stuff i do like the old movies ones i did a western one st- okay. st- i i did a lot of that in new york where i acted against like a uh, projection and i used a light to like front light me and it was a spotlight so it wouldn't oh, spill yeah, onto the right that's how you do that that's really cool so, I have a video called how I make a movie alone or something that shows like my whole process of just making one of those old movies. Once. Okay. And, uh, that'll show yeah. you, but yeah. I think what you're referring to is just like, I, I think I'm starting, I don't want to say end, but I'm starting to reach some logical conclusion on like what happens when you push filmmaking unconcerned with this other kind of filmmaking. Right. And right. Like the polish. The, the the result is it could still turn out pretty it could still be like beautiful shots it's just yeah. not what you're used to seeing you know it's not yeah that's that's exactly it yeah i think you're right that, like that when i shoot I'm outdoors missing. sometimes it's overexposed sometimes like shit gets like blown out but like i just lean into it and accept it and I think that in and of itself becomes a style on its own because <laughs> most yeah. people are are like trying to get this otherworldly look and my thing is like why can't life just look like life you know why can't yeah why can't things just look real right oh it's god like, yeah i, I remember yeah. shooting something with that guy i made that sh- that mini feature with and i felt so badly because he's like a cinematographer by uh by his trade like he he loves the camera and so i would kind of bring him on and like we would collaborate and he would be on camera and he uh oh man i feel like such an asshole i remember this because i was so concerned about exactly what you're talking about and i remember we got these shots for this day and of course it was my film it was telling a really personal story so i think it was also one of those things where he was kind of like helping as a friend but he wasn't like psyched about it necessarily anyway and then added on to that i remember there was this sequence that he just didn't quite get the focus on one part or something and my neurotic you know self was like 
yeah, dude, no, that was a great day of shooting. Um, a couple of the shots were like under, like you know, like out of focus or whatever. Because in my head, yeah. I was like, that is dev, like that won't do. Or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember him no, exactly coming to me and being like, man, like I just wanted to say, like I, I was really. I felt I was kind of hurt that you just only pointed out the fucking bad focus, you know, as opposed to like the rest of the good shit I did all day. And I was just like, Oh, you know, and it felt bad. And yeah. now it's like, you know, that TV versus reality divorce sketch. I made like one of the fucking setups is entirely out of focus the whole time. And I had a moment in editing where I was like, Oh, but then I just was like, fuck, whatever. Like it, at this it's point. the moment of, ah, uh, then, Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I don't care. Ma- yeah, maybe I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. how easy is that to just like have a moment where you're just like, wait, I don't care. And yeah. Then, you know. Yeah. It's it's oh, refreshing. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's so refreshing. It, it's so it, so much easier. It's it takes a whole side of making movies or or anything like mixed media, even just like when you're going to the editing room and you're noticing something that's always like a a fucking like object like no matter what it's a little stress and you can just fucking yeet that out if it's not that big of a deal yeah it's great um so i wanted to ask how was um in terms of kind of getting your your funny bone i should say how was working with your dad influencing like what you're doing now was that was this comedy always going on in your family because the sketches with your dad your dad is like very very funny in them and it's like you guys are obviously working off each other and you have like, you have like an ability to just do bits with each other. Was that, I'm assuming that was just always kind of going on, but how did that influence like your comedy? Um, I think what happened was, you know, my dad was such like an outgoing, fun loving person who would meet anyone on their level, you know? So like he, he could like laugh with anyone. Like, like the whole story of Carl who had the apartment I lived in, uh, okay. he was like a wealthy New Yorker and uh, I go into it in more detail in like videos on my channel like me moving out of the apartment but okay. essentially Carl was this wealthy New Yorker my dad's this small town like like cabinet maker <laughs> guy and they hit it off and I think it it was like it spoke to my dad's ability to just like be there at anyone's level be there and like meet anyone and carl was the exact same way so they kind of met halfway and just became best friends and um amazing the the point of that is i think my dad like was always interested in like what we were doing and you know we're we're like my dad was quite old like he was uh 40 years older than me so there was quite a distance Mm -hmm. but um like so as our comedy kind of became perverse like perversed is that the word perversed and like distorted by like adult mm-hmm. swim and like memes and shit like my dad yeah. was always there to like follow along you know he he was always willing to like like see why what we thought was funny is funny and he wasn't somebody who like new computers and shit he he kind of lost yeah you know allowed yeah, himself he, to get he lost, lost touch and, a little bit he lost touch, but he never lost touch with comedy. And I think working with my dad, it was just like this this feeling that like neither of us are gonna judge each other because we're both like figuring it out, you know? Like yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And it, it 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 gave me this freedom, uh, like, to just be who I am 
and accept that like the people who are willing to meet me there will meet me there you know yeah yeah of course <laughs> and um <laughs> i think i think the uh like the funniest memories of mine are just like my dad like struggling through like lines and stuff because you know the 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 editing makes him seem like uh he had it more together than he did but he was just fucking like he was having such a hard time with some lines and deliveries (laughs) dude one of the first ones i ever saw was the lion king one oh my god yeah the makeup (laughs) is so fucking hilarious that was one of the one of the only ones with a budget still to this yeah. day. Oh, really? You guys <laughs> put some money into it? Because we had to buy the fucking, like, leg warmers <laughs> that we wrapped around our head. One sec, my camera died again. Oh, oh. Whoa! But you're plugged in. Oh. I don't understand this time. That's it. Hey, wait, I thought I was plugged in here. Oh, oh. I see. Oh, uh, you know just... what? I didn't have it pushed in all the way. Uh, you did, are you, did you push it in? I'm pushing it in now. Let me I'm know back. when. Oh, there it is. Hey. <laughs> oh God. Good to be back, man. That was so close, dude. You almost went into like, how was how was the uh, ephemeral void? How was how was non-existence for a second? It was actually weird, man. It was weird. Oh yeah. Yeah, weird. I wonder about <laughs> how that's gonna be weird. Just weird. Yeah, it was strange, man. Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. We don't have to talk about that. Sorry. Um, how, um, so your brother too, and, and obviously your mom has appeared in a few of your sketches, but I'm interested in your brother because he's in, he was in uh, J- the Jabubu sketch. Um, yeah. I forget the name of the video itself. Um, I think it's called, I come seeking fuck, your I come, yeah, I come seeking your guidance. Yeah. Uh, it's so, that. yeah. Jabubu is uh, just Jabubu. a funny idea because it was originally going to be a character played by my dad. Oh, and yeah. uh, we had this idea years ago uh, while well, we were at a family gathering or something that my dad was this <laughs> wise guru named Jabubu. And yeah. he, he'd just be a head sticking out of a pile of blankets. <laughs> and, and, and he just like, no matter what you ask, he, 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 people would consult him and he'd just go, Jabubu. And, uh, and it was like it started to get was the bit always that it was like wasn't helpful and started to get weird <laughs> oh that was just that was the whole bit it didn't go further than he so just says jabubu but yeah that, that, so my brother and i made that just because it's a funny idea and also it's kind of an homage to uh this this bit with my our dad that never kind of came to light you know oh uh, yeah so do you I work with a... your brother very often like do you guys do stuff together has he been in other stuff that i was just missing no, not really. Him and I are, uh, we we were super close growing up, and we're still close in ways. But I think uh, we we kind of went our separate ways in some regards. And I think okay. uh, it's just tough. I have a lot of people I wish I could get involved in more stuff. You know, like I yeah. I, I have more people I want to collab with than I have feasible ability to make shit you know like i I, yeah (laughs) you love you love collaborating it's such a great thing i mean obviously it's so helpful now that i mean now that you have a platform but even before that obviously like it's i think it's obviously natural now it comes naturally to you to just want to be making stuff with other people i dude i honestly i've said this before i don't know any other person who collaborates as much as you and also just like wants genuinely for other people to succeed like i remember you did that 
first 100,000 subscriber special, which ironically came out when you had 200,000 subscribers because because it was going up so fast. <laughs> but yeah, me and the boys, Honda Wi-Fi boys, were watching that and you like shouted out, what, like 40 different channels and that was the video. It's like, <laughs> you know, you just, you don't seem like you have any concerns about, I think a lot of people unfortunately get in, you know, freaked out like, there's going to be too much competition or something and it kind of stunts the art. And I think you actively fight, push against that. Would, would you agree with that? Is that what the motivation is or? I think so. I, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of what I always say is like when I, I, cause I was doing weekly uploads for almost two years before I got noticed and they were, they were weekly and they were fucking like high effort uploads, you know, like, yeah, it's funny that like I, I've said it, many times the animations take a crap ton of work but it's not mm -hmm. like my normal stuff is like low effort you know my normal stuff is very like right pol like polished not in the obnoxious polish way but just like it's like i use my skills to like elevate the material and you, shit you, you know? tend i i notice a lot of like extra setups that you throw in just to like make a moment work or kind of give yeah. a perspective like i always remember like when you introduce a friend to another friend i think they're when you yeah when you introduce a friend to your other friend and they get along too well or whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah and i remember that was the first sketch i saw of yours and you just had this one shot of you like peering around the corner noticing they're already like hitting it off and yeah it's just this one extra shot that just in it just like hits hints at like oh this guy's about to get jealous and it's it's like i feel like it's like that stuff right where you're kind of you're really thinking about how you're telling the story visually and that's I noticed yeah. that right away. I think I think I like bringing that sort of more uh, filmmaking edge, while mm -hmm. keeping the YouTube feel. You know, not losing yeah. that that like very home brewed kind of feel to everything. Yeah, exactly. But I think uh, what were we talking about? Um, the uh, the polish in the animations oh, oh, versus uh, yeah, collab collaborating collaborating. Uh, yeah. I think what I was saying is uh, the, you know, when I was like struggling to grow, like mm -hmm. all I wanted was like, I, I, I'm like, if any fucking big creator is out there, like toss me a bone. And I know that's kind of like begging and, but I'm like, I'm like, you'd think big creators have at least enough sway to help people out. And yeah. like, if they, if they just took a moment to explore like some smaller communities, they'd see people are making like great stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like, I think some of the funniest stuff is still like woefully underviewed, you know, I, yeah. I think, uh, but, um, so then with this platform, I was like, well, let's test out that theory. Let's see if I, cause I always like went back on it. I'm like, maybe it is just hard. Maybe it's like hard to upkeep your own shit and like help other people and like you don't know where to begin and i yeah. kind of what i've realized quickly is i've kind of cracked the code in so far as uh that if you collaborate with some somebody like you you like not you don't just like share their stuff blindly like that's never what i really wanted like you don't just like yeah. tweet out like I don't just tweet out like a haunted Wi-Fi video. Like right. that doesn't that doesn't do anything. No. But like, what you do is you fucking like say let's make something together, and you appear in mm -hmm. their shit. Maybe they you do a double collab, and you both appear in each other's shit. But like, yeah. all you do is that, and then share that to your audience, and then they're like, oh damn, Joel like 
created with this person they must be good you know right yeah that's exactly yeah you got to build those logical bridges and i'm realizing it helps you know it's not i haven't been able to like explode anyone to the extent i exploded but i think like you know i've gotten people uh, two thousand subscribers i've gotten people like Mm -hmm. uh four thousand subscribers you know i've helped people out just by and it's not just like I'm blindly doing it. I'm doing it for the people that I'm like, damn, they're they're in the position I was in. Let's, let, you know, they're and, right, right. And I'm like, they're no, making good stuff. They just don't have the audience. And yeah, I uh, hear you. Like you did that with Alex, right? Like Alex got a good chunk of subscribers from that one where you guys are like arguing about him about yeah. you stealing his idea, right? Yeah, yeah, he got. He got, I think, a couple uh, thousand from that. That's great. And I, speaking of people who are still woefully underviewed, I think Alex is making such funny shit. Like his, yeah, he is. His repairman video with Trent was amazing. His fucking, <laughs> yeah. And his Steven Seagal shit should be viral. I don't know how that... Like, that's funnier oh, than, dude. like... Funnier than any bit most like YouTubers do, like any character most YouTubers do. He, he nails it. And it's yeah, like, he does. It's really good the sound effects and the fucking voice and yeah shit. the, the fucking editing and, yeah yeah the it's fucking so good. Ele- electrical tape like widow's peak <laughs> yeah yeah the widow's peak the electrical tape yeah no alex is great man i love his stuff um, yeah do you have a um speaking of the the features do you have another feature coming out sometime soon I have ideas. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I've been capturing shit on my journey that feels like for a bigger project, but I'm also doing it so lackadaisically that it wouldn't be like a sufficient summation of my journey. It would just kind of be these random moments. So yeah, I, I'm going to just keep collecting like uh, footage as I go, and I'm sure it will turn into something down the line. And I, I think I'm going to do some smaller features as well that I'll keep secret for now, but stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Mason and I did one called Forget About Everything for a while at the start of uh, quarantine where we just improvised a feature in like six days. And, nice. um, and I want to do more stuff like that where I just pound out like a feature length thing for my channel. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah it'd be so, cool to see because that's also something that sets you apart. You have these features. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the You have what, eight of them? Uh, eight, yeah, including the stupid Oscars one, but I include it because every, <laughs> you know, a movie's a movie, right? Yeah, but, of course. But but um, but I I wanna like I'm so excited for the day that I release one to this new audience because pretend that you love me got a lot of like retroactive, I I I, I like that I'm so like honored and like by the fact that that movie like hit in the way it hit you know like yeah dude, like what is that it's like one hundred fifty thousand, or is... no no that's forget about everything pretend that you love me as four hundred fifty thousand. oh wow amazing and i mean it's just proof to this theory because like that was my like fucking like cards on the table fucking we're gonna make this work if i die tried kind of thing that was like yeah. You could make movies, put them out, and get them seen in this modern landscape without the bullshit of distributors and festivals. And, and that I yeah. proved it, you know? Like, yeah, where, that's true. Where else would I get, like, a micro-budget? Literally, that movie, I consider it zero dollars. I didn't spend any money explicitly on the movie, you know? But, right. um, but where else would I ever get that many people to watch a zero-dollar movie? Like, 
even if like only a quarter of them actually committed and watched it, a hundred thousand people like watching a fucking movie, yeah. you know, yeah. like that. It's crazy. You never, you would never get that like anywhere without a distributor <laughs> like ten years ago, you know. And, no, it's true. That's insane. No, that's actually crazy when you put it that way. It's true. It's like, yeah, that's that's if you think about a view as like a seat in a movie theater. That's like. Yeah. that's like kind of like that's like a fully successful feature film but you just have it on youtube so tell me about tell me about your plan you and i have talked about um or i guess your ambition to your i guess your vision for youtube and like what it could be for features and just film in general I, well i've said it before and i think the one thing youtube currently lacks is enough people being fucking like lunatic level ambitious Mm-hmm. to com- to convince people to take the risk on projects like that you know yeah. like 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 i think if it if i release enough movies and uh, some other people do too like dan lots is 922 films he makes fucking features and they're great on youtube mm-hmm. fucking Do- doom productions another channel they make features also great like if you get enough people all you need is fucking five or six like features to hit like pretend that you love me and suddenly right. YouTube has been legitimized. It's like, oh, I guess you can fucking make movies on here now. You know, I guess it's true. It, That's a good point. It's just that process of getting people to notice that it's happening. You know, yeah, that is still ongoing because I think the, uh, you know, I don't think anything happens overnight. It's it's always like built up and yeah i mean that's that's i i love that vision for it it's like you one time you you uh, uh you compared it to like how netflix movies were getting not oscar nominations and then spielberg was like oh this isn't film you're not watching it at a theater it shouldn't be nominated yeah, for yeah. and you're like i want to do that i want to piss somebody off in that way but for youtube yeah it's a lofty fucking <laughs> I don't. I don't want to win an Oscar. I don't want anyone on YouTube to win an Oscar because we're above that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I, I want to have a moment, whether it be me or another YouTube filmmaker, where somebody just makes something so fucking good, like with such mm-hmm. good performances that people are like, "This is the best performance of the year. This should be best actor," right. and they're right. they're not gonna do it because they're fucking cowards and they they're obsessed with their industry, you know. They're not gonna. They're <laughs> right. not going to fucking admit that like somebody just made a better movie than they did, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to reach that point so bad where somebody just makes something that like knocks people's socks off, and it's like. So well, what do you think? Like, what do you think the the incentive would have to be? Because naturally, there might have to be incentive for somebody putting um, putting something together just to put it on YouTube. I mean, not to diminish YouTube, but as it, as it is now in terms of like trying to match a budget or make some money off of something. Oftentimes, well, if somebody's I, doing, yeah. I think we need a grand re-fucking-rethinking of like how we view filmmaking. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be this fucking budgeted thing. It's like, if you look at YouTube, everyone's doing filmmaking every day and most of it costs nothing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> most, right. So it's like, 
how, why can't like a fucking really good hour and a half vlog be one of the best movies of the year? You know, why, yeah. what our, our concept of filmmaking? Cause when I say that, I'm not talking like, Oh, somebody made something that looks like a David Fincher movie. You know, I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not saying that like, that's what's going to win over Hollywood. I'm going to say this new form, like this new $0 fucking movie making emerges where like it doesn't need to recoup a, a budget it doesn't need to do this and it's still creating the best shit there is you know right and, right because i think that that that's the error in thinking that like it's trying to be this thing that is not instead yeah. it's this new thing that's better than the thing that is like dying and like weird and you know <laughs> the, marvel and a- anti-art marvel yeah. fucking scorsese doesn't get off the cuff that dude spent fucking Spent $175 million to make Robert De Niro look 20 years younger. So. <laughs> fucking guy. I hate that he fucking came out against Marvel. And I, I don't like Marvel. I'm not defending Marvel. I'm defending you, filmmaking. You <laughs> just, I see. So yeah. you just thought you thought that was kind of hypocritical that he... It, it he, was extremely yeah. hypocritical. It was, like, it was like you just spent a literal Marvel movie budget to do what like to do, like to fucking bring back fucking 40 year old de niro like he, he doesn't even look like 20 they didn't even bring back like 30 year old prime taxi driver de niro that no. he looks like he looks and like and then in that de- scene where he's like kicking the guy on the ground he's like obviously so old like geriatric like trying his best to kick yeah him. They fucking brought back fucking Meet the Fockers De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like only like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like a slightly younger, <laughs> slightly younger De Niro. For uh, what was it? What was it? Like 100 mil or something? 175 no, million. Was it that much just the to do Irish, the aging? The, the whole movie cost $175 million. Okay, right. Jesus Christ. Which is insane. Like a mob movie. Like a movie yeah. where most scenes are just dudes talking in rooms. You know? It's, yeah, <laughs> straight. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like... <laughs> I'm a, dudes talking in rooms, yeah. It's, it's just... True. I. That's one of my more controversial fucking movie opinions. I think that movie is valueless. You know, I think that... Oh, oh you, uh, you do? What's I... Why am I forgetting what it's called? The Irishman. The Irishman, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's like uh, cause did you see it? I did. I've seen it. I think I've seen it twice. I I liked it. Cause here's my problem, and I won't yeah. go into spoilers for this podcast, but okay. The mo- the movie wants to be this thing about like fading glory, like you know, like like you might be a legend in your time, but you're gonna die alone in a nursing home, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of message and then the the fucking overblown budget is disproving that exact message because de niro is the icon de niro pacino are these icons and people are willing to spend 175 million dollars to keep that icon alive so it's like no icons don't die in fucking nursing homes no they're not like sad and alone (laughs) Maybe the thought exists, like maybe loneliness persists despite the fact that you live on. But the fact that they made a movie about these guys proves that they've lived on <laughs> beyond their yeah, like, right, like, right. like so yes, like, you're saying the themes were like totally the, like the, contradicted the, by the movie itself. The theme is contradicted twenty times over. You know the, yeah. the creation of, and of course that like <laughs> that's actually really been, funny. 
I'm just so bothered by the whole thing because I'm like fucking uh, three and a half hours, fucking like this bloated <laughs> like this like project that exists for no reason other than to like look it's De Niro again and because he's done mob movies way better, fucking yeah. Goodfellas and people who are acting like well this is unglamorous. He's trying to like pull back and look at what he's done over his career and be critical. I'm like. Right. I'm like, fucking, like, Goodfellas was unglamorous. The end where he, like, goes insane and there's, like, he thinks he's being followed. And it's like, it's like Goodfellas isn't, yeah. like, saying, like, go be a mobster today, you know? It's fun, No, it's true. I, I, I definitely, if he was shooting for that, I don't think the Irishman achieved that. I thought the Irishman felt like him just trying to do another, like, yeah. a final mob movie. Like, it was, like, I liked it in the way where I'm like, okay, more Scorsese. Like, we're squeezing out a bit more, like, classic Scorsese in my own time. Like, that's why I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I see I what you're know. saying. That's really funny. And um, it all circles back to, like, that radical idea that, like, I just don't think we should be making budgeted movies anymore. Like, at least in, to the same insane extent that we mm-hmm. had in the golden age of Hollywood. And it's only getting more insane. I'm oh, just like, yeah. what? what purpose does this serve like what does this speak to about our lived experience that like youtube doesn't speak to better i'm just like well it's like with my own that's the point of this whole podcast too is i found that i was like i found i finding i'm finding that this is the only place for me right now is youtube and that's why i'm so interested in this perspective you have because I think for a while I've been trying to be like accepted into the industry in the way that they like, you know, I get discovered or I get picked up. Like you hear all these stories, you know, I, yeah. I pitched straight to Tim Heidecker once with my first pilot and I thought that would be it. You know, that was it. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, what do you want me to do with it? I saw it and I was just like, um, and I didn't know what to say. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, what the fuck was I expecting? And now it's just like, you know, I'm pitching and for various reasons, it's not important to get into like these, the industry isn't really, hasn't really loved the, the ideas or the optics of what I've done in the last, what we, you know, we, me and the product, like, you know, my friends who had helped me often, it was Ben and now Andrew, um, and various other people. It would be like, I don't know, just like the products weren't necessarily for whatever reason, I still don't know, but star power is one of them, but it's just, nobody was, nobody was giving me that, dream that i had of you know get your thing picked up and now now i'm trying to fall back in love with just doing it for doing it Um, yeah i think it was a tough process like i wish i kind of accepted this earlier i think it's like a revelation that's been around for a long time and it's just getting more and more obvious you know yeah even back in the day even back in the fucking 70s the revelation should be like, let's stop auditioning and just make shit, you know? But yeah. nowadays it's like, you're seeing all these people, you're seeing your peers just do that. And it's suddenly more obvious than ever. It's like, wait, I could just like make my own fucking movie that stars me. I don't need to like get cast in yeah. a movie, you know? I don't, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm all into TV. So I, I tried to do that with TV and uh, it was, you know, a lot of effort for, just putting it online to be completely honest. Like I think I'd approach it if I were to approach it, knowing it's just going online, I would do it differently. I would do it with much less, I don't know, intensity and production value and stuff like that. But, but yeah, you say exactly. just putting it online, but fucking look what's online these days, you know, everything. No, you know, I, I like, guess I just mean in terms yeah. of, you know, make it to be honest, like making a living out of it. Like I do want to move out of my mom's guest room at some point And it's like, 
yeah. I kind of obviously the goal is to make money off of doing this and I, you know it's it's maybe a little harder what to be to be realistic to be doing big stuff or less consistent work I guess that does really well like we put that show I put five grand into that show and it's got you know a, a, a total amassed like eight thousand views or whatever which I'm so grateful for obviously but you know the yeah. expectation like I said was you know to make that money back at least and so you know what I mean yeah but, but now look at what you're doing now you're making shorts fucking mm -hmm. like did the latest one almost get like a thousand views? Yeah, it did. Yeah, Trent helped me out. Trent uses uh, his star power to help me get that one up. <laughs> something yeah. like something I uh, fucking like. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah. Like you could make shit, and I assume that that one only took a day or two to like yeah, shoot and it did. put together. It's just like, like I'm saying, like why are we making budgeted shit anymore? You know mm -hmm. why? Like, if, like, people, like, these fucking animations I, I do, like, they take nothing but time, and, you know, I've been granted a lot of time through my success, but, like, we all have time, you know? We don't, yeah. we, to varying degrees, but it's like, if you're, if you want to make something, use your weekends, you know? It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, what's more, like, so many people are blowing their weekends, like, people who are convinced that they're hopeless and, you know, they're just waiting for life to happen to them. They, mm -hmm. they 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 just waste their weekends and it's like it's like you can make shit it's like take those <laughs> steps sacrifice like like watching a like a 16 hour tv show i don't know how people watch tv to begin with it's so much right. time but yeah, i'm like yeah, just, I know. i'm like sacrifice like those like frills of like spending the weekend doing nothing but drinking and watching tv or like mm -hmm. and just get together you could even do it with friends so it's fun it's not like a boring time but yeah i'm like start building something that will give you the future you want you know and yeah exactly yeah and i, I think i think these weekly things um or the weekly shorts that that this model that i mean obviously has been around for a little while now i guess with youtube but it totally it worked for you and it gave you your obviously i would you say that it gave you a lot of practice as well i would imagine over the last couple of years too like oh absolutely to prepare I, you for the success i mean making shit like is the best way to get good at making shit and you know the more <laughs> yeah. you do it yeah the more yeah, you do true. it the, the faster you get at it too you know I, right yeah I, i've never been like faster at like cranking out good shit at mm -hmm. I, I mean i yeah Agreed. No, the last sketch was fucking awesome. That was really, and, and you tend to put, you put, you're really good at putting just like, um, people who, you know, I'm not going to say, I guess not like non-actors or they're, you know, typically are, aren't typically actors, you know, like your yeah. aunt and uncle, for example. And it's like, you know, you, however you're doing it, I don't know your process, but you get these people in really comfortable positions to be themselves and be really funny. And I think that's, yeah uh, director quality but it's also essential to being super consistent like your stuff is right yeah i got speaking on the whole topic here i got the funniest fucking comment uh, you know the kids table one yeah with like, I love with that, like yeah. my my cousins and uh their kids and everything mm. uh, i got the funniest fucking comment that just speaks to this like youtube debacle thing and mm -hmm. somebody said said they, they explicitly said 
Joel, you're really good at getting performances out of people. You would be a really good director. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, their statement can be boiled down to, you, you're a really good director. You would be a really good director. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're people good at getting performance. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trashing the person. If they see this, I'm not like, I'm just saying like, that's what the industry has ingrained into our head. We're yeah. not. If we're not making the money cashing out in the classical sense, it's like you're not really doing the thing, you know, but it's like, yeah, but I am yeah. doing the thing, you know, it's like, like all the comments <laughs> on that, all the comments on that video are just like praising like my cousin's kids and they were amazing. I loved like they had such a blast making it and I, I want to yeah. get them in more stuff. They were really funny. Those kids were like really natural and iconic. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine getting a performance out of a kid. Like I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> And it's just everyone overthinks it. That's what it boils down yeah. to. It's like, well, you got to, you know, uh, do 10 weeks of rehearsal. So then they know the yeah. lines. It's like, yeah. no, just let a kid be themselves, you know, fucking throw, <laughs> yeah. throw, throw them in a scene and just have them like say whatever they want. And they'll have a blast. Like the first couple of takes, they were a little shy, but like fucking once they got a feel for the scene, it was just like, yeah, say whatever you want. And it's funny, you know, and they crack me up time and time again, you know. Yeah, God, it's good. Um, yeah. Last, I, I, I'm going to wrap it up soon, but I wanted to ask, uh, and this is kind of off topic now, but I wanted to go back. Um, you made a vi you just made a video, or not just, but a while back when, when uh, your animations had blown up. You, like, pretty quickly just put out a video on how you do your animation style, which is, like, a pretty, um, it's kind of like a new age it's like a new form of animation. Like you kind of developed this new form of animation for anyone watching yeah. who doesn't know what, who somehow wouldn't know what Joel's doing. But you made a video going, this is how I'm doing it. And then I'm noticing like all these people taking this style and making videos in the style, like often in the title, in the style of Joel Haver. And they're yeah. getting tons of views, obviously. You know, I, I'm clicking on them too. I'm like, I'm interested in seeing how other people are using it. How does that feel for you? What it, what it, what's the effect that has on you? I mean, once again, a lot of people wouldn't do that because they'd be nervous that people would, you know, get attention that they would otherwise be getting or whatever. But how does it work for you? How does that feel for you? I think it just speaks to like my, uh, you know, my grander ideas on filmmaking and art. I don't think we should have ownership of ideas. I don't think there should be this thing. He copied me. He copied, you know, like that <laughs> fucking baby thing. It's like in the world of like fucking like art, the copying is a totally neutral thing. Cause here's, here's what happens if somebody takes your idea or takes your style. Mm -hmm. They either, they either don't know what they're doing and they do a worse job. So then like people are still going to watch your shit. Or yeah. they're they're fucking great and they put in the effort to make something great and it's like Godspeed they did it you know it's like it's like right. if they beat if they beat you at your own game they earned it you know it's not but easy to do that right aren't you aren't you afraid of that happening like that's the typical I think that's like the typical um, response that anybody else might have is like uh oh what if they do it better than I do don't you have those thoughts. If they do it better than I do, then I've, like, helped an artist find their voice and, like, find their audience, you know? Like, yeah, that I still get a good feeling from that. I don't, like, you good. know. Yeah. Yeah, I've that's had a two, good thing. There, there's two people who are doing it, like, 
big now, and it's like this guy Matthew McCleskey and this guy wrote on a stick. And uh, uh-huh. I, they, I think uh, I, Golden on a Stick has reached out to me, and he said he was able to quit his job and do it full time. Whoa, it's, dude, it's that's like so crazy. It's like I gave somebody the tools to like get their life into a happier place, you know. And dude, that's they, fucking wild. I mean, these fucking animations take a while. Maybe he's not that happy. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah. he, maybe he's fallen into the trap I fell into, where I'm like, oh shit, people want these now, and right, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, people want them consistently. It's like. Yeah. But yeah. But that's um, good, man. That's so cool. That's a great perspective. I um it's good to good to have you in the community. It's helping me, man. Like I'm you told me you were the one. It's funny cuz at the beginning of my first weekly sketch, which I've just started doing this a, a month and a half ago, um I you were like you're the one on the phone with me going like, "Yo, just you know that in the podcast you this Italian guy, like this like greaser guy." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah it's based on this ASMR cuz my channel used to be all these joke ASMRs." you're like, oh, just go shoot that as you as both characters or however many characters you need. Just, like, go do it right now. And yeah. and then I did. And at the beginning of the thing, I'm, like, on the phone. That's supposed to be you. Like, we're losing reception, like, right after I went <laughs> and shot it. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I came, I came back in, and I was, like, really happy with it. And that I just have been doing it every week since then. And so, you know, you're – it's uh, good. Once, it's, it's What's that? Once you get – the hardest yeah. part is getting the ball rolling. Then it's so fucking easy, you know? So Yeah. It, 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 and sometimes you got to, like, fucking work up the energy to push it again, you know? But, yeah. But like, yeah, right. But, but, like, for the most part, once you're doing it, you're doing it, you know? you Like, you had the momentum before with Haunted Wi-Fi, but you mm-hmm. just have to find, like, a new, new fucking, like, uh, yeah, new momentum like, on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm your own momentum yeah in the meantime yeah um so i am about to do a web series festival this week for, out of new york city and new do york you have city. so do you have any advice for me coming from somebody who i could probably fairly say isn't a big fan of this of the festival <laughs> system what what should i do what should my attitude be going into these like network meetings and all these little things i have coming up for my show I'd say uh, don't ex- keep your expectations really low and just expect to yeah. have a nice time. Because I'm yeah. not somebody. I, I'm not saying festivals should stop existing. I, I I'm more opposed to them as like this grand marketplace that that validates films. You know. Right. I, I right. don't. I don't agree with festivals in that like th- you need them to be legitimate kind of uh, mindset. But, totally. Um, as far as like especially like smaller festivals where it's just like an excuse to get together fucking watch other people's shit it's like it's like just go into it with that mindset you're gonna like the best like uh fucking analogy i could give is have you been to like a stand-up open mic oh yeah where where like everyone there is just there to test their material so then you get on you get on stage and you're performing to people who aren't even there to watch comedy. They're just there to do their thing. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it's, it's so, so it's miserable. Fun, actually, it's fucking awful. be the guy who's there for everyone else's shit. You know, okay. be the guy. Be the guy who's like, you know, you know, excited that other people have web series. Don't like fucking let yours just fall to the back of your mind. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, I'll take that approach because these days, uh, you know. I'm even starting to veer to more towards more of your philosophy, and I'm kind of 
I'm not even nervous. Like this time, I'm just like, like you said, I think my expectations are low now. I've had so many doors in, in my face now that I'm just like, yeah, they say, you know, no, no disrespect to the festival. I'm grateful to be in it and it's going to be great. But they are like, you know, they're like, you know, network meetings. And it sounds like really exciting. And, you know, two, three years ago, version of me would be like, oh, my God, like a network meeting, like with AMC or whatever I'm meeting with. And I get all psyched about getting discovered or something. And now it's just a little less. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. a little less like that going in. But that's all right. I'm happy to have YouTube as, as, as a thing, as kind of like my main priority now. It's way, way yeah. more rewarding, I can easily say. And what, what I said to you on a, another phone call we had is, uh, mm -hmm. you know, even if you are still industry-minded, the best way to fucking break out nowadays is still making shit on YouTube. You know, I just saw, yeah. just yesterday, I saw fucking, do you know Martin Herlihy and Ben Marshall? Yeah, they're writers they, on SNL now. They're on SNL and they had a skit on the show. You know, they they actually performed like a skit of their like. A, Wait, their, what? I didn't yeah, know that. I didn't know they're yeah, performers too. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday they had like it's on the SNL YouTube channel. The they're like Kim Kardashian one. They're yeah. They're please don't destroy. Dude, like, comedy get group. out! They're on S. I thought they were just writing, which is still crazy. But that's fucking so cool. I think they are writers, but they're they're they just I guess fucking broke out because they're like actually funny people oh, and they're man, I, that I, is too good. That's amazing. I, I don't know what the process was. I, maybe they they're just like fuck this. Let's just make something to prove we could perform. I don't know, but right, right. But yeah, they, I mean so, they don't. Yeah. So they they broke out through Twitter and fucking TikTok and you know mm -hmm. and. And, uh, you know, I'm hesitant towards that path. Like, I would turn down an SNL fucking job in a heartbeat because I've seen <laughs> what happens to, like, fucking Kyle Mooney and shit. You know, I've seen, yeah. like, Kyle Mooney hasn't made anything as good as his YouTube shit since, and it's just It's sad. true, isn't it? And I'm just like, and then you're into space where to make something you have to compete and be the loudest and, you know, be the funniest and, in the room. And, and yeah. No, you're right. Oh, yeah. I I always dreamt of the workflow of 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 uh, SNL, staying up all night, hanging out with funny people, pulling all nighters. <laughs> like, I love that energy. But that's about that's about all that's attracting me to it these days as a as a goal. Other than yeah. that, you're right. It does feel kind of it's not bad. I'm, I'm not one of those people who actually says SNL's bad. Like I I watched this video this video essay on why it's like breaking down that thought and that that sentiment, and I agree with them. Like. It's it's whichever cast you grew up with, but yeah. I digress. Like I I think, I think yeah, I think that's I think you're right. I look back at Good Neighbor stuff, and I'm like, all I want to do is be that almost as much as I idolize like Monty Python. To be honest, like you know, watching Good Neighbor stuff was just like this is the best shit ever, and it feels like nobody else really knows about it other than the view count but it's like and then no oh, there they are on snl and you're right like there have been sketches here and there that have made me really laugh but other than that it's just i don't know you're right they were doing better stuff and are they still honored did they beck left leave? this season beck left but kyle's still there damn i wonder why he's really good beck is a classic polished comedian i think he'll probably break into he'll I think... get like a movie gig or something soon that's the weird. Did you see Greener Grass? That was a great movie with Beck Bennett. No, I didn't. Oh, he's already doing it. Okay. It was more like a indie, indie, quote unquote indie, but it was it was uh, yeah. it was uh, good. It was funny. It's a really funny weird movie. 
Okay, but, um, cool. Last question. Kyle, so, so oh, yeah, no, go for it. Kyle's so underutilized. It's so sad. Yeah, I think he is. It, is, it seems like it, I get a sense that his that his attitude towards the whole thing might be a li- like you can he seems like one of those kind of like in his own head like I just want to do alt comedy only um, yeah. guys I wonder if in like pitch meetings he's a little bit like you know maybe getting some things shut down because they're too out there and getting a bit discouraged or something like I, I don't yeah. see uh, I guess I didn't shouldn't have expected it but Beck kind of went with the flow much more than Kyle did and I, I commend him for it I, I think that's a great thing because he's being himself but yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's necessarily a, flourishing there. Why take on Kyle knowing who he is, <laughs> I know. and then and then like not let him do his thing? Exactly, you know? and then not yeah, yeah. They let him do some on the street stuff early days, but maybe maybe the ratings were just like fell off or something like that, yeah. and they followed that. I don't know. They're um, like, sorry, Kyle, we don't like you anymore. We don't, yeah, and his like. Oh man, I think he did what's his name one time, like the you know the what's his name? Fuck. Uh like he's like the really like angsty like kid like teenager who's like, Fuck mom, come on. Oh yeah, dude, I've got a bunch of I've got like a fucking throwing stars or something like what's yeah, that? Yeah. Not my mom's yeah, yeah. place. Fucking I think they let him do one of those bits on SNL and it played pretty well. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I think you're right. I think it belongs I think YouTube is just it's like where everyone starts and then you see people you see people like leave YouTube to go and do bigger things and then you never hear from them again and you're like, What bigger things were you planning? It's like Yeah. It's Uh-oh. like Ray William Johnson is a weird example, but that happened <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing that people a lot of people you, you think about the success the successes, you think about sorry, my camera's dead, so Oh. But uh you think about the successes mostly. You think about like the Bo Burnhams who went on to oh, yeah. be a, a great artist and make movies and blah blah blah. But you mm-hmm. don't think about the fucking Gray William Johnsons, the fucking the fucking like uh, mystery guitar man. He made a couple movies, but like no one really cares about them. No. <laughs> and, if you if you knew Barats and Beretta, they left to do the same thing. I don't know if yeah. that was a long time ago. They were a bit smaller, but. It's the one of the guys in Bratz and Beretta is the guy in the meme where he's like lying in bed with his girlfriend, like facing the other way. And it's like, yeah. that's the only thing that I know and not to shit on him. Like, I love that guy, but who, yeah. ah, they broke up and then it was like, what are they, what now? Like what's going on with them? <laughs> anyway, uh, I think like, uh, it was in another interview I did. They brought this up where mm. they, so this is a, interviewception because they quoted a Bo Burnham interview where the okay. where the the interviewer essentially asked Bo Burnham this is all like what I got from them explaining it because I haven't seen the interview but um that yeah. the the interviewer asked Bo Burnham like how does it feel to be the biggest YouTube like success because you left YouTube to make movies and then Bo Burnham said like I don't agree with that he said there's people who who way more people care about right now making stuff on YouTube. Like, I, I'm not the biggest success, you know? Right. Uh, and it, I think uh, it's all that yeah. state of mind. It's all that state of mind. of. It's good. It's really good. I love it. Yeah. I, feel at, I feel at home on YouTube. That's great. Yes, I, I am definitely, I am totally guilty of, in the past, having felt a little more like oh it was a beginning it was like you know a training ground and that was about it and if you stayed on it then it was a little bit 
wasn't you know wasn't true success or whatever the hell like i have to admit that's where and i think the boys and i while doing haunted wi-fi a couple times had like big revelations while editing that crazy those crazy sketches and just looking at the final product and being like holy shit like what the fuck is this like this is so fun that we get to just do this and put anything we want into this and have you know the end of the sketch not work and instead of just trying to end it on a like a downbeat we like we can just put ben on a green screen and have him show up (laughs) and say yeah you know what the rest of it wasn't funny that was that was one i think that moment is when i was really endeared to you guys i'm like that shit's the funniest thing ever because i i think i found you through the philip defranco sharing the the water water. shit that was right at the beginning of uh, that we had only put out one fish eye or in that in that year that one fish eye was the first i don't know who's on philip defranco's team but they're they're like good at digging out like shit yeah, you know like, yeah they must have I, like a, a reddit yeah. sleuth just kind of picked off the internet as yeah yeah because they'll share stuff that has like five views by like a channel that has like two uploads <laughs> oh <laughs> really like, yeah i've seen them do some really obscure shit you know yeah we were psyched that was only like a few weeks into even be- yeah. living together and we're like oh we got philip defranco's I think link. I I think I got two of those in the past, and oh, nice. things. It's easy to get dissuaded by things like that. I'm like Philip DeFranco's watching. I'm gonna blow up now for sure if I just keep <laughs> yeah, making yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like a year later, I'm still you know at a two thousand subscribers. So oh so God. like yeah, right. you know ce- celebrate and like this is just advice to anyone. Celebrate, mm. but like do it sm- like don't over celebrate don't like yeah because the crash sucks when it doesn't if and when it doesn't quite hit the way you dreamed of or when the plateau hits yeah when the views like when you first see that the views aren't climbing anymore and you're like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um last last question because i'll wrap it up i'll let you go um do you have a movie that you like to return to like a movie you've seen like a ridiculous amount of times do you have a movie like that that brings you either comfort or inspiration or any anything like that um stuff just straight up stupid comedy like spoofs Mm -hmm. like fucking naked gun trilogy is okay as far as I think what I when I, what I go to is like the movies I share with people. You know, if I'm just sitting around with a f- friend or family member, I'm like, have you seen Naked Gun? Have you seen Top Secret? Yes. Top, or top, top Secret. I'm so glad you said Top Secret. I haven't seen it in ages, I, but I remember I have, fucking. It's I have the controversial movie. opinion that I don't think Airplane is that good. I think Airplane oh, really? has. I think Airplane has good jokes, but I think overall it has a lot of flat zones. Whereas I don't think Naked Gun, especially Naked Gun 1 and 2 and then Top Secret are just oh, way yeah. more consistent. Dude, Naked Gun, I, I would agree. I mean, I haven't seen any of them in so long. I kind of have trouble discerning them. But um, yeah, dude, Naked Gun is all time. Like, holy shit, it's so fucking funny. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's a good answer. I'm glad you said that. Because that was, I remember, th- I remember watching, um, what's it called? Uh what's that movie about national lampoon um the vacation or something no but it's about it's like uh will forte plays like the head of national lampoon oh anyway, i don't it's know it's like it's like think it's like incredibly something it's like a strange sentence anyway in that it's like showing how national lampoon developed into what it was what it became at the time 
and then them getting all the success and then the guys who did airplane came out with airplane after a few years of these these guys doing national lampoon having kind of the limelight in that form of like you know absurdist like crazy humor like comedy movies and then airplane was just this random duo of like this random duo just like these two funny guys going yeah we got a hit you know and it became this like thing like uh this rivalry i think the head of national lampoon was getting all upset and <laughs> frustrated like oh no what is this it's really funny because he had seen it and he knew it was really good and it was like a new rival so i always love thinking about those movies just being two funny dudes that just don't have much like myth behind yeah. them like mythos like you don't really i don't really know their names or whatever and maybe it, that's just it's me, actually it's, it's three dudes it's uh is it okay it's uh abrams and it's two brothers and then a, a third guy uh, zucker right. and abrams zucker and abrams yeah. okay there we go yeah that rings a bell anyway yeah, yeah i don't quite know that world very that well but anyway i just love that i love i love that it could just be but it just <laughs> the amount they're probably laughing in the fucking writer's room doing that uh yeah. it's just the best those are the most fun moments coming up with the stuff and getting excited about it and all of it's good anyway thank you dude for joining me thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me yeah this thanks was a great for, uh, chat pulling me out of the uh drawer here oh yeah i'm gonna have to put Nintendo you back yes yeah yeah okay i'm gonna have to put you back into the ephemeral void again which that's fine um I, yeah it's getting really hot so is the oh. ds like overheating or something i got flies flying around i'm like sweating like a fucking pig uh, oh oh yeah 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 it's it's it might be because i have it charged and it keeps i yeah. think it's like short circuiting it keeps turning off all right well you could turn it but, off okay well take take care and thanks so much for coming on i appreciate it joel all right see ya all right buddy bye All right. Okay, that was Joel Haver. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll just end it right there. I think we did it. I think I got to hang up now. So talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining me.